0: Creative Sandbox Way podcast, episode 143. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, creativity instigator and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, here to explore and investigate anything and everything having to do with transformation through play at work and at home. Whether you think of yourself as creative or not... All humans are wired to create. And play is one of the most effective ways we do that. But as adults, too many of us have forgotten how to play. The creative sandbox way is my method back to what we all know how to do instinctively. It's a mindset and it's a way of life. And now it's a podcast, and I am so glad you're here. Today on the podcast, I had planned to share an interview, but (laughs) we had a first world problem disaster with airplane tickets to Paris that took up (laughs) the entire afternoon. Oh my God the afternoon that was supposed to be devoted to working on editing that podcast interview. Instead, I was canceling and rebooking frequent flyer mile airplane tickets, which had inadvertently cost us $1,500, which we had thought was $30 to transfer frequent flyer miles, take a lesson. Do not transfer 100,000 frequent flyer miles from one account to another. It will cost you $1,500. Yeah, don't do that. Anyway, um, we're hoping to get that money back. The jury is still out on that. I am not a happy camper. <laughs> I'm a little annoyed at my husband right now. Um, and then I spent hours on the phone, as I said, trying to rebook airplane tickets Um, from my, air, my ticket using miles from one credit card and his ticket using miles from another credit card. Anyway, it was just crazy. And then more hours on the phone with customer support trying to get seats booked together. And it was just ridiculously complicated. Don't even ask. Anyway, the point is that interview episodes take just ridiculously a lot of time to for me to produce. I I don't know why they just do. So I thought that instead, I would share something sort of a, a productivity tactic that has been kind of rattling around in my brain. And it's it's an unfinished concept. So you're really getting a kind of behind the scenes look at something that I'm working on. These are my early thoughts. Uh, I hadn't planned on sharing them with you. I had shared them earlier this week with my Creative Sandbox community. And so what I'm going to share with you now is basically kind of something that I wrote in the Facebook group for my Creative Sandbox community with a little bit of a report back. Normally, this is like behind the scenes stuff that I just share inside that community. Um, But I... I thought it might be interesting for you to see. Again, this is normally the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff that I just share with my Creative Sandbox members. So this is a little special sneak peek here. Here's the deal. One of my goals for the first quarter of 2018 is to (laughs) re-clear my studio of clutter. Now, it had been so beautifully clear a couple of years back, at least on a um a superficial level that is i've got <laughs> I've got so many file cabinets and flat files that still need to be purged and clutter busted in such a big way, but the surface level was so 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 looked so beautiful for a while <laughs> a couple of years ago, but then you know time and then this home renovation project that we just did we Completely gutted our kitchen and redid it, or had it redone. We didn't do any of the work ourselves, uh, and we had our floors redone, and all of that really got the better of me. And we we have no garage, so my studio ends up <laughs> being like the dumping ground for all this stuff. Oh my god! So it's been a disaster, and I have had a general goal to do like 10 or 15 minutes a day of sort of paper clutter busting for weeks really probably more like months but um honestly i've i've barely lifted a finger and my original goal for this like re clearing of the studio was to have the entire studio fully clutter busted at least on the surface level by December 30th 2017 mm that didn't happen. <sighs> well, so, you know, another opportunity to practice self-compassion, right? So you know, we have lots of those opportunities. Okay, okay, fine. It's so another opportunity to regroup and take a fresh start. We always get to take fresh starts, right? Well, this past week, I've been thinking and writing and processing a lot about how to deal with with all of the 10-minute goals and 15-minute goals that have not been tended to in my life. And I have a lot of these. Not only is there the, the paper clutter busting that just keeps piling up, and there's a lot of other physical stuff that I want to clutter bust, and then there's digital clutter busting too. So my husband and I use... A software called YNAB, or YNAB for short, it's You Need a Budget. YNAB stands for You Need a Budget. And we use that and there's a link in the show notes. It's an affiliate link, by the way. So I think we make maybe like $6 in commission or something if you click through and buy. Uh, We use that software, which is brilliant to keep our finances from kind of spiraling out of control and basically to give us a snapshot of really exactly where we are in any given time. And it's really different from any but other budgeting software. I highly, highly recommend it. Totally love YNAB. We're big YNAB devotees. But it's not like one of these systems that just sucks all your data from the cloud somewhere. You actually have to input stuff, which is annoying. It has to be tended to. The positive side of that is that it really forces you to, you really know what the situation is. You can't let it run on autopilot, but the downside is it has to be tended to, and you have to reconcile it on a regular basis. And because that means that you're doing essentially data entry, and it does have a mobile app, so you can do your data entry while you're out and about, you know, doing your grocery shopping or whatever, which is fantastic. Um but you still you still at some point have to do some kind of data entry or data checking at minimum and reconciling that is a task i do not enjoy so i invariably put it off so even though it is always always on the list of things to do i always end up doing it at the end of the month i always put it off so I always end up doing it right before I pay my bills. And then because I've put it off so much, it be it's so much more onerous, so much more of a pain than if I were to do it every day or two. If I were to do it every day or two, it would literally, literally be like a two or three minute task. It's so quick if I would just do it every day or two, but I just have not managed to get myself into the habit of doing it every day or two. So it ends up being this monthly task, and then it's kind of a pain. So that is wineab but that's personal YNAB. I also have a business wineab account, but I have avoided that for so many months that it is now a full fledged monstrosity. I mean, I think I actually have accounts inside my business YNAB that go back into like 200, 2016. Oh ah, my God. And that means that I avoid it even more because it's even more painful. The longer I avoid it, the more painful it gets, right? Vicious circle, anybody? Oh my God. Now, my official bookkeeping software, because YNAB is not my official bookkeeping software. I have a bookkeeper. And we use the software called Zero X X-E-R-O. And I have a link in the show notes for that as well. And my bookkeeper does the bulk of that, which is fantastic. She's worth every penny because she, she minimizes my need to do this stuff. But there are always certain items that she can't do herself. Like Amazon purchases, because she doesn't have access to my Amazon account. So she will leave me a little note and say, what's this purchase for? And then I have to go into Zero and Amazon and figure out what dollar amount matches up to which purchase, and I have to leave a note back for her so she can properly categorize it. And again, I really dislike doing this. It's a pita, a pain in the ass. So I put it off. And that makes it more of a pita, And again, if I did it on a regular basis, if I did it every few days, even every week, it would still be annoying, but it would be so much less onerous because, you know, less time would have passed after a purchase. So I'd be more likely to remember the purchase. First of all, it would be so much easier to dig up because I wouldn't have to dig so deeply <laughs> to find the purchase. And it would just take a lot less time to deal with it. And there would be fewer of them to dig through. So the whole thing would be so much less painful. And yet I've still never managed to create a regular habit of dealing with these stupid little tasks, right? Well, until now, maybe. (laughs) See, I am trying a brand new experiment that I am calling my CEO block. So here's the deal. I already have my morning ritual, which I love. Or, well, I don't love all of it, but I I love parts of it. And this is the part of my day that has become sacred. It's the part of my day when I write, and I do my daily doodle. I write in my journal, and I do my daily doodle, and I do those in bed. I sit in bed. And several other things I do during this part of my day. And they're pretty much baked into my day. And it's all based on the idea that the thing you do first is the thing that gets done. The thing you do first is the thing that gets done. The thing you do first is the thing that gets done. The thing you do first is the thing that gets done. The thing you do first is the thing that gets done. But of course, you can only have one first thing, right? So how do you choose? Well, here's the sneaky thing. You can have a chain of firsts, a habit chain. So whatever is part of the habit chain is practically guaranteed to get done. Now, obviously, barring emergencies or weird monkey wrenches or whatever, but think of it like a row of dominoes. If you have a row of dominoes and you knock the first one over, the rest of the dominoes are going to fall over. So my row of dominoes, my morning ritual, starts with my morning stretches in bed. I have about, depending depending on how sleepy I am and how painful my back is in the morning, I have about five to 15 minutes. Uh, There are four stretches. One, two, three, yeah, four stretches. And I just like stretch, you know, like a good morning stretch. And then I curl up in a little ball. And then I do spinal twists. And that's it. And it's sort of like a yin yoga thing. That's how my morning starts. And then I am currently experimenting with the order of the rest of my morning ritual. But right now, after I usually do my little bathroom stuff, brush my teeth and all of that, and then I get back in bed, and I write, I find that my back feels happier if I sit in bed and I write for a little bit before I try to do any other moving around things. So I write longhand in my journal. And then I do my daily doodle. Aha, I get a little bit of creative play. First thing. Now, is it technically first, 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 first thing? No, I've done my stretching, I've brushed my teeth, <laughs> I've done some writing, but it's part of my habit chain, right? So I've done it f- in part of that block of firsts. I've done my creative thing first thing. Then I get up and I take a shower and I get dressed and I get dressed in essentially yoga wear because now here's the experimenting. I'm trying out doing a little micro workout which includes things like doing squat jacks. These are different from jumping jacks. My joints are, as I'm getting older, my joints are not happy about jumping around. So instead of doing jumping jacks, I step out into a jumping jack shape and then I come back into a squat. That's what a squat jack is. I made that up. Uh, Three minute plank exercise. Um, I have a link in the show notes to that. Uh, um, one of my friends in the creative sandbox community told me about this exercise from the Bowflex people. Really great one for your core. Uh, and then ten minutes of meditation. Then some Wim Hof breathing exercises and a few push-ups or rows for a little bit of upper body strengthening. Then some of uh, some intense um, hip flexor stretching feed the kitty, give myself some breakfast, make my tea. That is my whole morning ritual. Now, this is a long routine. If I do everything in the routine, and it's modular so I can take stuff out, skip the workout, skip the meditation. Oh, don't tell my meditation teacher um, the whole routine can take a few hours. Wow. yeah. I gotta get up really early to get all of it in. the uh, the keystone habit, by the way, I gotta do an entire podcast about what that concept is. i gotta get get to bed early if I'm gonna make my entire morning routine happen. But again, that's an entire other um, episode. Anyway. Doing the entire morning ritual keeps my body, mind, and spirit in good shape. And here's another thing. That first thing I do, the writing, longhand in my journal, I get a lot of good writing in as well. I can write entire podcast episodes, blog posts, copy from my website, like work stuff happens in those writing sessions. Strategy for my business. So it's not dilly dallying, that's important, important work happens during those writing sessions. And all of this, ideally, this morning routine, morning ritual happens before my work day has officially started. It's before I even step into my studio. Now, it recently occurred to me, moving on, I want to talk about the CEO, CEO block, okay, it recently occurred to me that there are a handful of things that ideally, I would love to do first thing at the start of my quote, official workday. So say I finished my morning routine. Now I come into my studio, and I'm going to start my official workday. day. What I love to do before I even boot up my computer or some of these I have to boot my computer up would be attack some paper piles, do a little bit of clutter busting, then attack some digital clutter, catch up on YNAB or Xero, maybe reconcile a statement from one of my credit cards or something like that in my business YNAB and then do some business development, send out some emails to potential clients or some influencers. Oh, God, painful, painful. (laughs) So I have a small to big business coach that I've worked with, uh, who's wonderful. And she told me that after years of being in business, years and years of being in business, she still hates doing business development. She, (laughs) she says, I eat the frog first thing, eat the frog first thing. That's what she says. She calls it eating the frog. She says when she eats the frog first thing, she can get on with her day and feel great with nothing weighing on her. Eat the frog first thing, she says. And that made me think, eating the frog first thing is a lot like my, the thing you do first is a thing that gets done, right? Eating the frog first thing is a lot like the thing I do first is the thing that gets done. Except, of course, when I developed the thing I do first is the thing that gets done, I was thinking about things that I wanted to do that I longed to do, but I wasn't giving myself permission to do. I wasn't thinking about things I was avoiding because I didn't actually want to do them. I was procrastinating because I really hated doing them because they were PETA's. But it comes down to the same thing. Whatever the reason is that you're avoiding it, it doesn't matter. The point is to do it first thing. So after my morning ritual is done, when I step into my studio, I've got this new first thing moment in my day. And it occurred to me why not create a new, totally separate block, a new routine, right? Why not combine the various items that I've been avoiding into one, like row of dominoes, a solid block, and do all of them together at the start of the day, or that portion of the day? Why not try that? How oh, it could be a massive failure. Or it could be the start of something really, really good. And the only way to know is to try it. And the one thing that I know for sure is that what I have been doing up till now has not been working. So I created a template, which I fully expect to evolve over time. And the template that I started with for my CEO block is to spend 15 minutes on what I'm calling paper attack, (laughs) basically clutter busting, and then 20 minutes on YNAB catch up, 10 minutes on zero or continue with YNAB, and then 30 to 45 minutes on business development emails. And I plan to use a timer for each of these things and music because I enjoy music, and it would have to be lyric-free music during the uh, email writing part. Anything that I have to focus and concentrate and think—you know, use words—but um, I know in the past that timers and music can really help me concentrate and focus, and especially get into the zone when I'm doing things that I don't enjoy. So. We shall see how it goes. It's an experiment. And actually, I have some data to report back on because Sunday, I intended to test it out for the first time. But I got very carried away with my paper attack and I just kept going long after the 15 minutes and I think that's all I ended up doing out of all of the, the four items I just did clutter busting. Now, I did get a lot, quite a lot of paper clutter dealt with, which was great. Uh, So I thought, okay, Monday, that'll be the acid test. Although really, this week is the first acid test. And so how's it going? Well, so far, it's kind of been a huge failure, because I have gotten very little else done aside from my morning ritual and my CEO block. But really, it's not a failure at all; it's simply data. Now, before I started this week, the biggest challenge that I foresaw was sticking with my planned schedule, and indeed, I was right. This is a big challenge. It's very hard for me to stick with the schedule. One thing is it's hard for me to to stop when the timer goes off, whatever it is that I'm doing. When I get on a roll, I want to keep rolling. So that's a challenge. The other problem is I've got obstacles. Um, Biggest obstacle is probably my iPhone. It's so dang tempting to, also my computer, to check email, to check Facebook, to, you know, to just get sucked away by whatever, whatever distractions there are and when i do that it whether it's in my morning ritual or <laughs> whatever else i'm doing it throws me off my schedule so i can't get started at my co on my co block at the time that i have planned if i've spent you know 10 minutes or 20 minutes or however long checking email or facebook in the morning it pushes everything back so it just throws everything off and it's having this ceo block scheduled in for a certain time of day giving basically i've i'm giving myself much more of a schedule than i've had in the past for when to get things done i've always kind of kept things a little more a little more free flowing, and now I've given myself m- more of a um, time frame <laughs> for things, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's been challenging to hold myself to the time frame. <sighs> so, the most important question, though, to ask myself is: Is this moving me forward? Whatever it is that I'm about to do, is this going to move me forward towards my goals? And if it's not, is it self-care? If I can't answer yes to either one of those questions, then I probably shouldn't be doing it. If it's not moving me forward, it's okay as long as it's self-care if it's not self-care, that's okay, as long as it's moving me forward. But if it's not moving me forward, and it's not self-care, I probably shouldn't be doing it. It's probably not a useful thing. (laughs) So those are important that those are important questions to ask. And it's important to note that the fact that I've gotten little else done besides my morning ritual and my CEO block, again, that's not in itself actually a failure. It is, however, a sign that both of those habit chains, both my morning ritual and my CEO block could use some adjusting. Maybe I need to tweak (laughs) the amount of time I'm putting into each of the items in them. Or maybe I need to adjust things like not plan on spending uh, time on each of the four items in my CEO block every day. Maybe I just put time into two of those items each day, and I switch the items around. So maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's paper attack in business development emails. And Tuesday, Thursday, it's YNAB and business development emails, or something like that. So it's all, you know, it's all an experiment. The other thing that could probably use some adjusting is my expectations. And that's something that I've known for a long time. And I think that I'm not alone in this, that we all, many of us at least, tend to have, shall we say, eyes bigger than our stomachs, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. So Mm. Yes. I it is help always helpful to be mindful of that. This um two days that I've been at this so far has also made me more mindful of how I have been spending and not spending my time. And that is always a really good thing. And mindfulness in general is always a really good thing. So, I plan to keep up this CEO block experiment and assess and tweak, and we shall see how it evolves. After all, life in general is an ongoing experiment. And as far as I'm concerned, that's really what we do we observe, we assess. We tweak and we see how it evolves, which really is what my golden formula is all about. Self-awareness plus self-compassion equals the key to everything good, right? Oh, and one really, really good thing that I could report from the two, I guess it's really been two and a half, two and a half days or two and a quarter days or whatever of this uh, experiment is that I am finally making progress on clearing the clutter, both in my studio and in my bookkeeping, my financial stuff. So that is a major win. So onward ho. And on to something cool. My something cool this week is <laughs> this guy I just discovered online. He, he His name is Johan Lipowitz, which is actually a stage name for this guy named David Armand, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, Armand, 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 I'm not sure. Anyway, he does, I don't know what you call it, interpretive mime, interpretive dance, I don't know, whatever. It's amazing. And I embedded in the show notes, a video of him doing his interpretive mime dance thing of torn by natalie embrulia it has millions of views on youtube he's just unspeakably amazing so check that out over in the show notes creativesandboxway.com slash 143 that's it that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me today If you are getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend, and I would be super appreciative if you would take a moment to hop on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. If you don't know how to do that, you'll find step-by-step instructions at creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. That's creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes hyphen review. And email me to let me know that you left a review and let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your life if you would like to be considered for the listener spotlight. That's how you apply. If I pick you, we'll have a really fun, relaxed conversation and you'll get to be featured on the podcast. How cool is that? Here is what Always Write On wrote. Always Write On wrote. Deliberate Creativity with Amy Clymer. Once again, Melissa finds the exact person I need to know. Amy Clymer's expertise in her field was a refreshing introduction. I am in the process of making an interactive deck, and her knowledge of what she shared was invaluable. Melissa, you continue to lead us in the field of creativity and courage. I love your podcast. Five stars. Thank you, always right on. That is it. Until next time, thanks again for joining me and go get creating. Subscribe at Creative Sandbox com slash podcast.